This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Vossi and Brandy. It's actually Jaleesa and Jimmy. We're filling in um, for the summer show. They've led us back together. HR obviously didn't get my complaints, Jimmy. Um, so we've had a trial separation and we're yes, back. Yes, that went well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the separating. The separating. <laughs> the separating. The separating went really well. I yeah. thought, yes, this works. Yeah. Now, if you didn't catch uh, Channel 10 News last night, I don't know what you were doing. Um, <laughs> 5.45 is the sports break, so tune in every night. That'd be great. Yep. Um, but I spoke to um, a man we've got on the line now, Jamie Soward. He's the coach of the NRLW Dragons, obviously had a decorated career himself in the NRL, but he had a lot to say uh, on the pay situation. Jamie, are you there? Yeah, I am. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Just having a sunny drive down to Wollongong. Yesterday was a bit windy when we caught up, but delicious. So it's, uh, I won't have to use the rain jacket today, which is good. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. Now, Jamie, we were talking yesterday about um, the situation that the NRLW finds themselves in. And just for a little bit of um, background, the CBA agreement has not been signed yet. That means that... Players, they don't know the terms of a contract that they would sign with the NRLW side. So essentially, no NRLW side has any players contracted at the moment. How frustrating is that as a coach? Yeah, I think, firstly, as I said yesterday, there's definitely two sides to it. And, um, yeah, I'm supporting the the players' uh, side of it. I reckon there's a lot more devil in the detail in terms of what they're actually uh, bargaining for. So... It's not as just as simple as, hey, we all want more money because we'd all love that. But um, for me, it, it's frustrating from the from club's point of view solely because these girls don't know what their future holds. They can't put their jobs on hold. Uh, it's really hard, going to be hard to uh, recruit from interstate uh, with four new teams as well. We've seen the trouble that the Dolphins had in getting players up there. Yeah, We've got four new teams in, in a talent pool that's probably not as deep as what the NRL is. Um, so, yeah, right now there's a lot of frustration on both sides. I think with the uncertainty of when we're going to start our pre-season, how long it's for, how long is the competition going to go for, um, yeah, the girls are, have got a lot to sort of get through as well because they've got the added um, yeah, contract clauses around pregnancy and, and what happens there. So, look, it, it's frustrating for everyone. Uh, it's frustrating for the fans, but yeah, hopefully we get it sorted soon. Jamie, what does it look like day to day for you? Like I'm looking at this squad that's on the Dragons website. You've got some of the biggest names in NRLW: Kezi Apps, Holly Wheeler, Emma Tonegato, Keely Davis, who who JA spoke to yesterday. But what does it look like for you? Do you have do you have players at training? Uh, what level of training? What what number of players? How does that all play out? Yeah, so Kezi and Keely are currently employed with the St George Wild Dragons for our community program, and that was done. Uh, last year under the marquee system. So yep. I see them a little bit. Uh, right now, though, Jimmy, I don't have any players to train. It's a lot of phone calls and you know, introducing myself over the phone because you can't catch up with everyone all the time. So uh, right now, every every coach uh, would be just making phone calls. I went out and watched the game on the weekend and 
uh, the Canberra coach was there as well. So we're we're all trying to jockey for position with um, some of these girls that are going to uh, yeah get get paid uh, once it all happens. I think the the really alarming thing is you know it's going to happen really quickly. And, and as you said, we've got a lot of quality players that made the Gillaroos and you know, with the salary cap, you know the, the talent's going to be spread out. And I understand that, but yeah, there, there's some stuff there that needs to be sorted out going forward around yeah, what that salary cap looks like. Because we want the game to be viable and we want the product to be great. And I think, yeah, Jimmy, you've been watching it since the inception, so let's just say of you that this year with two comps was the best year we've had. Absolutely. Was the best product, was the best game, was the best skill, all that kind of stuff. Somehow we've got four new teams and I'm happy for those new teams, but we just need to be careful that we don't go to AFLW and we're getting teams that come in that are only scoring one point and getting beat by 70. Yeah. Because when that happens, it dilutes the product and all of a sudden everyone just switches off to something else because it's not it's not an attractive product anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I love watching it. it. It's it's such a great competition to watch. Okay, here's the problem with this, and we get it on our text line here, and I reckon it runs about half-half. What about how do, you, how do you talk to those guys? And you've been there before, Jamie, as a player. The public perception of players is sometimes all they hear is, oh, we want more money. How do you be careful around that? Yeah, well, you've, again, you, if you read, if you do some reading on it, and I've, I'm not a massive reader, but I understand the situation because I've spoken to some of the player reps at our club and I've also spoken to Kez and Keely about it is, yeah, this is different. This is this is not just, you know, hey, the, the top players want more money. You know, there's uh, past player retirement uh, medical assistance, which, you know, you know me, Jimmy. I've had back problems since 2015. Mm. Um, yeah, I would love to have gotten that fixed, but I, I didn't really have the problems that I have now. So, um, you know, there's that. There's, you know, retirement funds, which, you know, once you're out of the game, not everyone can go straight into the media or coaching or, you know, it's, it's really hard. So I think, you know, we've, we've sort of taken a bit of a leap from the NFL that, you know, once the game stops, we love the game while it's on and we understand the risks and we wouldn't change it for the world. But, you know, sometimes you can get felt, felt a little bit lonely once you once you retire. Mm-hmm. And, Jimmy, you, you, you would be able to speak to that firsthand. It doesn't just go, hey, play footy and you walk around for the rest of your life going, hey, you play footy, here's some money, and here's a job, and here's an opportunity. So yeah. um, there's that. And with the girls' side of things, yeah, this uncharted territory, like we're, we're not contracting girls right now until for a year. We're contracting them for a period of time where if they happen to get pregnant, what does that all look like for them? You know, at, at the base of it all, we need to care about our players, and we need to make sure that they're happy, they're safe, they're looked after, and they're healthy. And then once that happens, everything else will fall into place. But there's more than just everyone saying, hey, let's get more cash. One of the alarming things that um, Keely said to me yesterday was um, that the some women are opting not to play the New South Wales state-based competition, mm. be, which feeds into whether their selection, they're available for state of origin. Because they're really worried about putting their NRLW contract at risk if they're um, looking like they're going to get one. So can you just explain why they want a year-long contract um, and that it, they're actually not asking for more money in that. It's just the protection, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I said yesterday, just so right now, the NRLW is backwards because we run our state competition before 
and our state of origin before NRLW. So all those great quality players that we've got that are probably going to be at origin, I'm sitting there closing my eyes while they go to origin before they come into pre-season. Yeah. So I spoke about it yesterday. We need to run this as a reserve grade development competition, which is going to strengthen our NRLW competition. If you have that in line with the NRLW and bring our NRLW forward, we've seen the success we had in season one. We played the grand final at Redcliffe. Then you won't have to have these insurance problems and you know, girls worried about state of origin before or, or qualifying for state of origin. They'd automatically qualify for state of origin by playing NRLW. We don't ask our men to qualify for state of origin. You know, it's crazy that we're asking our women to play an amount of games before the NRLW season starts to be able to, to qualify. So yep. right now, we're backwards. Yeah. You know, we're, we're waiting that so it is frustrating on that part uh it's it's not straightforward uh jamie look we've got to fly i've got commitments here i really appreciate your time uh and all the very best for what's coming up in season 2023 vossi and brandy here hope you enjoyed this podcast don't forget you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from six till nine tune in through 11:70 a.m in sydney or anywhere in the world through the sen app